0: is our children's ministry at Grace Bible Church. We desire to partner with parents in helping kids discover and embrace a growing relationship with Christ. Psalm 78 4 says, We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders that He has done. This verse captures what Grace Kids is all about, sharing with your kids about the Lord, who He is, and how they can have a relationship with Him. We have Sunday morning ministries for infants through fourth graders at both Grace campuses, a weekday preschool, a Bible memory program, plus various events throughout the year geared towards this school. We can't do this alone. With over 1,000 kids coming through Grace Kids each week, it takes a minimum of 200 trained volunteers who serve in different capacities with various age groups as they share Christ and invest in the next generation. We love and value our volunteers here at Grace Kids. The children's ministry staff and volunteer team want to come alongside your family to help your kids embrace Christ. We have some new things going on that we want you to know about. We hope to partner with you and your family in this endeavor.
1: There are two great forces that influence the life of a child in their walk with Jesus Christ, the church and the family. And when we combine these two forces together, they can have a far greater impact than alone. In a given year, the church has 40 hours to influence the life of a child. Yet the family has 3,000 hours. And it is exciting to think about what happens when we combine these two forces together to encourage children to embrace their walk with Jesus Christ. We are excited to introduce a new curriculum for our Sunday morning programs called Orange. Why orange? Well, because God has designed the church to shine a light, to show every generation the glory of God's Son. And God has designed the family to nurture the heart of a generation to love God. These are both primary influences designed by God for a purpose. And when they work together, the yellow light of the church and the red heart of the home, they make orange. Orange Curriculum is doctrinally sound. It's relevant, age-appropriate, and teaches God's Word while introducing biblical virtues and life application. We want to use the time that we have with your children each week most effectively, and we want to make resources available to you so that you can be spiritually intentional with your children and the time that you have with them. We hope to come alongside you as you disciple your children helping them to become disciple-makers as they follow Jesus Christ and become leaders for Him. We are in this together, and we couldn't be more excited.
0: typical Sunday morning in our early childhood ministry, children will learn that God loves them and He wants to have a relationship with them. Whether through age-appropriate worship in large group, circle time in the classroom, or intentional playtime with their friends, we want to help point them to these truths. Our elementary age children will get to take part in praise and worship, engage with skits that go along with the Bible lesson, and hear the word from our Bible teachers in large group time. They will also take part in an intentional small group time with kids of their own age, as they are led by their small group leader in discussions and activities to help them apply the spiritual truths they are learning. Children will receive materials for their family to use at home to follow up on what they learned. Our early childhood kids will receive a small talk resource with the Bible lesson, verse, and basic truths, as well as ideas for intentional family time to have throughout the week. Our elementary kids will receive a parent cue card This card has the scripture from the morning, the monthly virtue, the monthly memory verse, as well as questions for parents to ask throughout the week. These take-home tools help to combine the influences of the church and family to impact each child's life.
2: So why orange? Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. This is foundational to all of our ministries at Grace, especially family ministry. This is why we've chosen Orange for Grace Kids, Grapple for Club 56, and Legacy Milestones for our adults so that we can bring the church and family together to make greater impact for Christ in transferring our faith to the next generation. There are five family values of Orange that encourage the partnership of the family and the home. These flow out of Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. And the first family value is, imagine the end. The Lord is our God, The Lord is one. We need to focus our priorities on what really matters the most because it's really all about the Lord. Family value number two, fight for the heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. If you want something to be passed on to the next generation, it must be transferred relationally. That's why we must love the Lord with all of our heart So that in the context of the homes, it gives the relationships value. Family value number three, make it personal. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. Children need to see parents make relational, emotional, and especially spiritual growth a priority in their lives. Mom and dads, our kids are watching us. We have an opportunity to model for them a relationship with Jesus Christ that's real and genuine. So that hopefully someday they will begin their own walk with Christ. Family value number four, create a rhythm. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you rise up. So as families, we should increase the amount of quality time we spend together so that we can look for those teachable moments to pour into our children. Family value number five, widen the circle. Hear, O Israel, parents, we're not in this alone as we have the opportunity to be intentional in finding spiritual leaders and mentors for our
0: kids. We're excited about Kicking Off Orange and we want you and your family to be a part. Imagine what could happen when we combine the influences of the church and the family, when we take the truths we are learning on Sunday mornings and apply them to our lives. We invite you to join us as families, as parents, and as a church as we share Christ with the next generation. We pray expectantly, and we look forward to this next year at Grace, and we hope that you'll be a part. If you're
3: an Aggie and you decided to come back into town a little bit early and you walk into Grace Bible Church and you see all this orange everywhere, you may be thinking to yourself, I take a wrong turn on 290. Uh, no, you, you are at Grace Bible Church in College Station, Texas, home of Aggieland. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a little concerned about all the orange, you're not alone. Uh, this last week, one of our children's ministry staff overheard a mother and her kindergarten son, they're walking down the hallway, they saw this orange stuff everywhere, and the kindergartner, he said to his mom, he said, mommy, who is orange? And, and she said, honestly, she said, honey, I don't know, uh, which made him more concerned that there was something his mom didn't know, and so he paused for a moment, he got quiet again, he said, well, well when is he coming? So I don't know, but, but he is coming, and, and he's here. This is Orange, but uh, Orange is not a he. Uh, Orange is, very simply, uh, a strategy. It's a strategy for connecting the home and the church in the task of spiritual multiplication. Okay, Orange is not simply a curriculum, but it's a way of thinking about spiritual multiplication. At the beginning of the summer, uh, Blake and I both spent some time reiterating the vision of Grace Bible Church. If you miss that time, if you're a student, you left early, or if you're new to Grace Bible Church, our vision is to raise up the next generation of spiritual leaders to reach our world for Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. Or, in the simplest terms, we are about spiritual maturity that leads to spiritual multiplication. Spiritual maturity that leads to spiritual multiplication. Now, one of the most important target audiences for us to emphasize when we think about spiritual multiplication is children. According to George Barna's 2004 survey, 77% of believers in America come to faith before their 21st birthday. People are most receptive to trusting in the gospel of Jesus Christ when they're children. Uh, Barna also wrote the foreword to a book called Building Faith at Home. In it, he said the moral, spiritual, and relational foundations of people's lives are determined primarily by age 13. The values by which people live, according to the data that he gathered, was primarily determined by the age of 13, solidified in their teen years, and usually fairly unchangeable. After that point in time, that's not to say that people aren't receptive to the gospel or that they don't change. But what it's saying is that people are most pliable and most flexible and most responsible in our culture to the gospel of Christ when they are young, when they are little. And so, Orange is a strategy for focusing on spiritual multiplication and spiritual maturity in the younger generation. Now, we see that principle played out throughout scripture. I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6 that Brad alluded to earlier in the video. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 1. Now, background of Deuteronomy it is written by Moses to the children of those who were rescued out of slavery in Egypt. Okay, it's the children to whom Moses is writing. Okay, the second generation after those who were rescued out of slavery. Which begs the question, what happened to the first generation? Those who were rescued. Wasn't it God's intention to take them into the promised land? Well, it was. But they got right to the edge of the promised land, and they didn't trust God. They didn't look back upon what they had just seen. His miraculous power in conquering Pharaoh and Pharaoh's army and taking them in, in a matter of days out of a position of slavery, into freedom, toward the promised land. They forgot that. They got to the edge of the promised land and they feared. They did not trust God. As a result, God said, this generation is going to wander in the wilderness and you will die off, but I'll take your children in. And now Moses is speaking to those children. They've grown up. Their parents are gone. And Moses is saying, this is how you need to go into the land and this is how you need to live. If you want to live well and prosper and be blessed, And become that kingdom of priests that I had intended. This is what you need to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1. Moses wrote. Now this is the commandment. The statutes and the judgments. Which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. That you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it. So that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God. To keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you all the days of your life. And that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it. That it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Notice the ministry focus of the adults is the children, the ministry focus of the adults is the next generation. He says that at the beginning of this paragraph, he says it at the end of the paragraph. Certainly, uh, the world is important, and Israel was called to be a kingdom of priests, so that God's blessings would go out to all nations, but if it wasn't happening in their own homes and in their own nations, they would have nothing to transfer to the other nations. And so the ministry was to begin for them in their homes with their own families. Moses was teaching them this simple principle, as go the children, so go the nation, As go the children, so go the nation. And what you see is this principle is validated throughout Scripture, uh, usually in the negative sense. Right after the book of Deuteronomy, people go in. They conquer the land with Joshua. And after the book of Joshua, we have the book of Judges. And Judges is a history of one generation failing to pass on their love for God and the principles of godly living to another generation. What happened was each generation forgot and they began to live, it says, according to what was right in their own eyes. Okay? Each man, each woman, each child, each family living according to what was right in their own eyes. So God would bring disciplinarians on them. Other nations would come in to, to push them toward repentance and in their suffering, they would turn back to God. They would repent. God would send a deliverer, a judge who would raise up an army. They would push back the oppressors. They would have freedom again. God would bless them again. And then as soon as they were blessed, they would forget God and his blessings. They would not transfer this wisdom on to the next generation. So the next generation would make the same mistakes. And you have this cycle over and over and over again in the book of Judges. The next era of Israel's history is the era of the kings. You have a few bright spots. Kings like David, Hezekiah, Josiah. But if you look at the children of these great kings, you realize that they didn't pass on their wisdom to the next generation. Solomon is a wonderful illustration. Intellectually wise, but the things that he wrote, the three books of the Bible that Solomon wrote, he didn't live in his own life. And so you see Solomon Dying as an idolater and a drunkard and an adulterer. He's got all kinds of horrible things going on in his life, and he's not a good father. He doesn't pass wisdom on to his own son. And so Rehoboam makes a foolish choice, and the nation splits, never to be joined together again. Hezekiah is another wonderful illustration. This last year, you know, we studied the book of Isaiah. We looked at Hezekiah's life. He was a good king, he loved the Lord. But there were mistakes that he made and God disciplined them. And at one point, God came to him through the prophet and he was telling Hezekiah that he would be disciplined. There'd be suffering for the nation. It would go into exile. But he said, it won't happen in your lifetime, Hezekiah. Do you remember Hezekiah's response? Well, at least it won't happen in my generation. We don't want to be guilty of that. Our responsibility is is not simply for our own personal spiritual growth, but for the well-being of the next generation. It has been said, every church is just one generation away from extinction. For us as a church, we always have to be thinking about the next generation. Are we doing all that we can for the next generation? That is really what Orange is about. It is a strategy, it's a way of thinking to get our entire church involved, more so in thinking about the next generation. So, why orange? Well, let me just say again, we didn't get to pick the color. We didn't have a choice in the color. We would have loved something called maroon, but it hasn't been created yet, okay? Orange is a reflection of the uh, philosophy of this ministry. The idea is a closer partnership between church and family in producing spiritual maturity and spiritual multiplication in the lives of the next generation, and hence the color orange. We wouldn't have picked it, but I understand the strategy. I want you to look with me again in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 7. Moses says, You shall teach these principles diligently to your sons. You, sh- you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. You shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. One of the principles of this strategy is that discipleship happens first and foremost in the home. I hope you picked up on the statistic that Jason gave. Uh, Churches get, on average per year, 40 hours per year with your children. In the home, you have about 3,000 hours per year. And so discipleship happens first and foremost in the home. Now, the church has a role. The church is not out of the picture but our role is primarily to reinforce what kids are learning in the home and to resource the family to disciple the children. And one of the things that we have learned uh, as we have looked at our children's ministry program and we've looked at different curriculums around and we've looked at different strategies is that we haven't done all that we can to effectively resource the family. And so what we're trying to do with this shift is to more effectively resource the family, but also to more effectively communicate with the family. So, that the lessons that are learned at home and at church are reinforcing one another. Uh, You parents, I don't know how many times you've asked your kid, What'd you learn in Sunday school today? And the answer is Oh, yeah, Uh, nothing. I don't know. Right? That's the the answer you always get. But now you will know. Okay? Because we're going to consistently communicate to you and give you resources that help you understand what are they learning and give you ways to reinforce them in simple ways. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Orange and you, what is your part? Uh, let me give you two ideas. First, look with me in verse 4 of chapter 6 again, Deuteronomy. Hero Israel. Hey, this, this is the, the central cry of Jewish faith. And when Jesus asks, what is the first and foremost commandment? Where's he go? He goes, right here. Hear, O Israel. It means, listen up. This is the most important thing. This is the central idea. The Pharisees broke the law of Moses up into 613 commandments. Jesus said, let me focus you on one. Hear, O Israel. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. Uh, The first thing that every single one of us can do is we can model our faith. God is the center of our lives. We believe that God loved us so much that he gave his son Jesus Christ to die in our place to make a payment full and final for our sins. And because he did that, when we believe in him, we have eternal life. We've been bought with a price. We belong to God. All of us, every single one of us, have been purchased for God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Believe that. Believe that, and then put God at the very center of your life and model it because you know other generations are watching. They're watching, are we genuine in our faith or are we just putting on a show? Do we come one day a week and everything's different? But then day in and day out, it's back to the same. The most important thing that we can do is to model our faith. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Jesus Christ. People learn best and primarily through imitation, through what they see, and that's what they believe, not simply the words that we say. It's the most important thing we can do. Second, everyone can participate. Everyone can participate. If you are a couple your husband and wife, but you don't have any kids yet, you can be a godly aunt and uncle to the children of others. One of the greatest ways that you can love someone is to love their kids. If you're a single or you're a college student, you can be that cool big brother or big sister showing what it looks like to put Jesus at the center of your life in that next stage in life. If you're a parent, but you don't have any kids at home any longer, you can be that surrogate grandparent And give love, unconditional, to the kids in our church. Everyone can participate. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul wrote, From Christ, the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. What I long to see within our church is that every single one of us understands our responsibility is not simply for our own personal spiritual growth, but for the growth of the whole body. And that means that every single one of us can be involved in some form or fashion. Now, we're going to show you one more video that describes a little bit more how Orange works and how you can participate. And then I'm going to finish with uh, three application points for us. In Deuteronomy 6:7,
1: Moses speaks to the Israelites, saying, Impress them, meaning the commands of God on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. We want to do the same for our children. And one of the ways that we can do this is to have spiritual conversations daily in our homes so that our children learn the importance of having an everyday kind of faith. The more intentional we are about having spiritual conversations, the more opportunities we create to allow God to work in the lives of our families. Orange focuses on four distinct times throughout the day that families can leverage to build the faith of their children. Morning time, when you get up. Morning time is a fresh start to each day. Whether a family eats breakfast together or not, this can be a time for the parent to take part in helping to give a sense of value and instill purpose in the hearts of their children. Just a few encouraging words, spoken or written, can go a long way as a child gets ready to encounter a new day. Drive time, when you walk along the road. During drive time, parents can initiate informal dialogue to help their children interpret life. Drive time can be a time to listen, ask questions, insert wisdom, and help a child continue to learn how to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Mealtime, when you sit at home. During mealtime, parents can have focused discussions with their children to help establish core values, have focused conversations, and help lead their children in a specific truth in a relational and interactive context. And finally, bedtime, when you lie down. Bedtime provides the opportunity for parents to have intimate conversations to listen to the heart of their children. This is also a time for parents to have conversations with God, allowing their children to catch a glimpse of their relationship with God. Consider being intentional in just a few of these times. Start to create a rhythm in your family and see what happens. We can't wait to hear about the intentional times that are created within your family. Orange is a web-based curriculum. That means we have access to all of their resources and can put them on our website. By having these tools available online, families will be able to access these resources from their own homes. Go to the GRACE website, click on the children's page, and look for orange resources. There you will see our early childhood curriculum and our elementary curriculum. Click on the resources you want, download and print, and you're ready to go. We are really excited about having these resources available online, and we hope you'll take part in them and use them at home with your families. Together, we can help children discover and embrace a growing relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: We are excited about using Orange, but for this to become a reality, we need people who are willing to lead, serve, and pour into the lives of our kids. Whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a college student, or someone who just loves kids become a volunteer in children's ministry and be a part of what's going on here at Grace. Our ministry wouldn't be what it is without our volunteers. We consider it a joy and a privilege to serve alongside those who choose to invest in the lives of our kids. We want to train, equip, and encourage each of these volunteers as they serve. And we believe that each of these volunteers plays a part in helping kids discover and embrace a growing relationship with Christ.
1: You can serve in our early childhood with infants through four-year-olds or in our elementary program with kindergartners through fourth graders. There are a variety of areas with different levels of commitment and we'll help you find the place that best fits you. We have opportunities for our large group leaders From Bible teachers who will teach these kids the Word of God during our large group time, to worship leaders who will lead our kids through a time of praise and worship, to our tech team who will run our audio and video equipment, have a sense of humor and like to make people laugh, we need people who are willing to serve on our drama teams. There are also opportunities for small group time as well. We need small group leaders who will be the primary model and teacher for a small group of kids as they encourage their spiritual growth through building relationships, leading discussions, and facilitating small group activities. Also, you could come be a part of our setup team and help us set up our check-in system for Sunday mornings. Or, if you have a little time during the week and you'd like to help them, we would love for you to come be a part of our prep team to make sure that supplies are ready to go for Sundays.
0: One of the neat aspects of Orange is that it allows people to serve within their giftings. And as we work together, the Lord can use us to help share about Him with our kids. But we need help. We need you to accomplish this. Each person plays a special and much-needed part in helping share Christ with these kids. We'd love for you to consider joining us in what God is doing in children's ministry here at Grace. Please stop by the table in the foyer, pick up an application, and talk to our staff. We can't wait to see you and serve with you soon. We hope you'll say yes to Grace Kids. Say yes to helping me learn more about the Bible. Say yes to singing songs and dancing with me. Say yes to playing trucks with me. Say yes to helping me love others. Say yes to leading me at Grace Bible Church. Say yes to air with me. Say yes to being there on Sundays and being our small group leader.
3: Okay, let me give you three applications. The first is uh, simply pray. Pray for the spiritual maturity of the next generation. Pray for the maturity of this body. Uh, We have talked a lot about uh, our responsibility in this, but ultimately it is God who does this. Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen keep awake in vain. God is the one who causes growth. We're talking about ways that we participate really in what God is doing. And one of the greatest ways that we participate is we get on our knees in dependence and prayer and say, God, pray that you would pour out your spirit upon this church and you would transform us more and more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. I pray that we would be able to see, to witness great spiritual growth in our midst this next semester. Second thing that you can do is prepare Okay, prepare. Jason talked about four specific times for you parents. Breakfast time, drive time, uh, you got dinner time, bedtime. Spiritual conversations sometimes happen by accident, but they happen a lot more if you're prepared for them. And I will confess, as I've been looking at this curriculum and looking at some of these shifts in philosophy, I am guilty of spending a lot more time uh, thinking about, praying about, preparing for how to do my job. Okay, how, to, how to be better at church leadership and administration. How to be better at preaching. When I've been given this commission, which is my most important commission, these children in my home, uh, we can prepare for these conversations. Uh, one of the things we're doing in this context is we're giving you ways to prepare. Every week, if you are a, a parent of toddlers through fourth grade, you're going to get one of these cards. It's going to be sent home with your child, and if it's lost, which could happen. Uh, or, 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 you know, you, you just misplace it somewhere between the hallway and uh, the minivan. Uh, you can go online and you can download this and get it again. It's a cue card. It gives you what the lesson was for the week, scripture memory verse. Uh, some questions will be on the back side, what you can ask. You can just stick it up on your fridge and it'll be a reminder. You can pull it out in the evenings. Get prepared for the next day or a conversation that evening. Okay, this is going to be given to all of those who are toddlers through fourth grade. Okay? If you have a child who's in Club 56, we are not using Orange in Club 56. We're using a similar curriculum. It's called Grapple. And on a weekly basis, Dusty is going to send you an email that's going to look like this. It's going to have a question that you could talk to your 5th or 6th grader about, it's going to have basically a lesson idea where they were going and specific scripture that you could read with your child that reinforced the lesson. You will always know what your kids are learning in Sunday school. If you have a child who is in junior high, junior high is going to be studying a version of essentials this year. This summer, we studied Essentials. So parents, you're ready. You're equipped. If you missed some of the the, the lessons, you were in town and out of town, get online. The sermons are there. The notes are there. You can download the packet. You can work back through Essentials and have some conversations with your junior high student about what's going on in Essentials. If you have a high school student, high school students are going to be studying Ruth and Judges. That's what our adult Bible studies are going to be doing. So if you want to get in an adult, adult Bible study and go through the same curriculum and ideas and material that your high school student is doing so you can have conversations with your high school students. The point of all this is we're trying to get more intentional about parents resourcing you so that you can be prepared for and plan for these spiritual conversations with your kids. Now, finally, you can participate. In your bulletin, you should have received a little flyer that's orange. It's not burnt orange. It's just orange. Just a nice (laughs) color of orange. And it gives you a lot of ways that you can sign up and volunteer. If you want to fill this out, you can drop it in one of the buckets. There'll be buckets at each exit. If you are interested, not so much in early childhood or elementary, but you would like to maybe help out with Club 56, just fill out the top portion, your name, email, phone number, and write Club 56 across the top. Or junior high might be your thing. Or high school might be your thing. Just write junior high or high school and just fill out the top. But even if God is not calling you specifically to do ministry with our kids, This semester, let me encourage you. Pray for our kids, okay? Pray for the next generation. I wanna leave you again with this one passage here from Psalm chapter 145. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Let's pray. Father, we do pray that you would draw to faith the children and the youth that are in our midst. I pray, Father, that you would give us wisdom to participate in the work of your Spirit in shaping them to be spiritual warriors, to walk with Jesus Christ for a lifetime, to influence others for Jesus Christ, to grow in their maturity and also to multiply their faith. I pray, Father, that you would do it first in our own lives, that we would be worthy models of a love for God, that is the very center of our lives. It's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Let me encourage you as you leave. There are volunteers who are gonna be out in the foyer. Anybody with an orange shirt, you can ask them questions. If you ask me, I'll tell you to go to somebody else out there. But drop off your volunteer sheets and remember to pray. God bless you, have a great day.